Welcome to Money and Mindset with Bright and Brian, a podcast to help you crush your money goals and boost your mindset along the way. I'm Bright Dixon, and I study ways people can become happier through positive psychology. I'm here today with my co-host, Brian Ford, who's a financial wellness expert and my personal Mr. Miyagi of money. Mr. Miyagi of money? What? Which makes me, the, it makes me the karate kid, Brian, just to be clear. Oh, I'm the karate yeah. kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty sweet. Like, <laughs> I dig that, you know, that little title. I will take it. What an introduction. Thank you, Bright. Today, Dr. Willie Jolly joins us again for a discussion about building wealth. Dr. Jolly is a best-selling author, speaker, singer, and host of the Wealthy Ways Serious XM show and podcast. We're excited to chat with him about why it's important for you and your family to build wealth and how to crush your financial goals. Then we'll be discussing some of the most common money questions people ask. Hey, Dr. Jolly, how you doing today? I am incredible and I am grateful. I am grateful. I am grateful. Let me tell you something. I won the lottery today. I want to let you know I won the lottery today and I'm so excited about that, folks. This is so good. Now, you're supposed to ask, well, how much money did you win, Dr. Jolly? Yeah. How much money did you win, Dr. Jolly? (laughs) Oh, no, I didn't win any money. I woke up this morning and I got another shot at life and I won the lottery. And folks, so did you. You know, I'll start with this. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you like to win, but you think you can't, it's almost a cinch. You won't. So you got to think big and think bold and be grateful. And that's what I am. So I'm grateful for this opportunity to be on with Bright and Brian and to be part of this truest money and mindset podcast. So I'm glad to be with y'all. Let's get it on. Oh, Dr. Jolly, we're so grateful to be with you and we're so grateful for you. And listeners, before we jump in, just a reminder that you could submit questions, episode ideas, thoughts, anything you want to tell us about the show to askbrightandbrian at truest.com. Shoot us an email there and maybe we'll discuss it on the show. All right, gentlemen, ready to get started? Hey, let's do it. Let's rock and roll. Dr. Jolly, what do you say to people who know they want to start building wealth? They want to sort of get there, but maybe they don't know quite where to start exactly what to do. And I think there are people sort of at all levels of income who have this problem, right? So even from not having a bank account to having a six-figure income, sometimes we don't know where to start with really building wealth because it's a different thing. What do you say to people, Dr. Jolly, when they want to start building wealth for themselves? First, I say bravo, that you want, that you have a desire, that you have a mindset. That's why I love this podcast, Money and Mindset with Bright and Brian. First, I want to applaud them because they have a desire to become wealthy. But then you got to be mindful of the difference between being rich and being wealthy. Okay, it's a difference. And I want people to be mindful of that. So first off is understanding that there is a difference and many people think they're the same. They are not. Rich is a result of what you do. You are a 
athlete, you can get rich, a singer, a dancer, a business person. You make money. You own a hair salon. You own a barber shop. You're getting money in your bank account. You're rich. You're becoming rich and that's fine. Wealthy is a result of what you own. Let me explain that. When you own a stock, it gives you a dividend. It grows in value. If you own property and you're renting the property, it gives you a return on that investment. Rich is what you do. Wealthy is what you own. And when you get money that is a result of what you own, then you're creating wealth. So that same person who has the barber shop, even though he's working in the barber shop or a lady owns a beauty shop, if they're renting booths or renting chairs to others who pay them, then they're on their way to becoming wealthy. Now, that's first of all, that you have a desire, that you understand what's the difference between rich and wealthy. And then that you make a commitment that you live below your means. I cannot say this enough. Live below your means. If you make a dollar, learn to live on less than that dollar. If you make $100, learn to live on less than that $100. You make $100,000, live on less than whatever you make and invest the rest. After, now I've got a formula, folks. Let me give you my formula. My formula is for every dollar I get, I give a dime. I tie the dime. I give it. I pour it. I send it out because you don't want to eat your seed. A good plant farmer does not eat his seed. So the first dime I give, I tithe, I give away. Second dime, I save, I save, I save a dime. The third dime, I invest in something that I may use. What kind of car do you drive? You should invest in it. What kind of phone do you use? You should invest in that company. What kind of store do you go to often? Invest in that company. What kind of tennis shoe do you wear that you like? Invest in that company. You can buy now shares of a portion of the stock price. You can get it in distributed costs and you can get it in little pieces of the, the stock. You can get it with $10. You can get it with $50. You can get it with $5. So 10 Percent give, 10% save, 10% invest, and then I learn to live on what's left. Love it. I'm digging this, Dr. Jolly. This is good stuff. I want to go back to what you just mentioned around rich versus wealthy. I like this conversation. When I think of rich, and you were talking about it's kind of what you do, I think of that as your income. It's, it's a lifestyle. But if you make a good amount of money, that's wonderful. But if you're spending it all, again, it's just what you do. It's your lifestyle versus wealthy, which I think of as your net worth. It's the actual assets that you're accumulating. And sometimes I let people know, you know, net worth, it's a very important calculation when it comes to personal finance. But I often ask people, you know, if I'm looking at your net worth, which is really important, and I can see all your assets and I can see all your liabilities, I often ask them, do I know how much money you make for a living? And the answer is no. So one of the most important calculations having to do with personal finance, which is your net worth, is independent of your income. I mean, I've seen people who make really good money. I mean, there was a CFO that I was speaking to one time and I was like, hey man, you realize your net worth here, it's negative. And he was making loads of money. And I've talked to other folks that are like nurses, school teachers, and their net worth is fantastic because they actually own those things. So I love that conversation. I think that's fantastic. And then simply living below your means and then just a simple outline of giving, saving, and investing. I dig it. Well, look, let's keep going. Dr. Jolly, what are some steps that our listeners can take to get motivated about setting and achieving big financial goals? 
Wow, fantastic question. And I love that question because I'm a goal setter and I have a sign in my office that I have on a plaque that says, not only am I a goal setter, I'm a goal getter. (laughs) I want to go get those goals because it's one thing to set them, but I want to achieve them. And the word achievement is an interesting word. And my other book coming out, The New Theology of Achievement, in that book, I talk about the fact that achievement is different than just lucky success. Okay. Some people can buy a lottery ticket. They get lucky that they become millionaires and bravo. Can you do it a second time or a third time or a fourth time? But achievers, once they understand the power of setting goals, can redo it because there's a principle-based process. And so I'm encouraging people to become achievers and achievers take work. It takes work. So you got to set goals and then go get and make those goals into realities. Now, the power of setting goals to become wealthy is a process. And that process always starts with your vision. Scripture says without a vision of people perish, but with a vision of people will flourish. And it also says that those people who have no goals, no vision, they will go in a circle. They'll be kind of aimless. But when you're clear on what your goals are, you can target what you're trying to do. So let me tell you a quick exercise to help you with goals. Now, imagine I gave you a, a baseball. And the baseball, I put it in your hand and you were standing outside your house. And I said, hit your house. And you threw it and hit the house with the baseball. Okay, cool. Now, now let's say I put a blindfold on you and I turn you around and 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 put the baseball in. And I say, now hit the house. Well, it's harder to hit the house because you can't see where the house is. You might have your back to the house. So it's hard to hit what you can't see. And it's even harder to hit what you do not know. That is why you must set goals, financial goals. How much money are you planning to make your financial goals, your health goals, your relationship goals, your spiritual goals? They are all goals that you have. At one point, I remember I said, I got to have a plan. Well, I'm going to have a a plan to be successful. But when I got mature, I realized I needed to have multiple plans. I need to have a financial plan. I need to have a family plan. I need to have a faith plan. I need to have a retirement plan. Come on, somebody. Because look, I didn't think about retirement when I was 25 or 35. But let me tell you some folks, if you live long enough, you're going to one day need some money. And I've learned it's better to be rich when you're older than when you're younger. And it's better to be poor when you're younger than when you're older. So you got to have a retirement plan. And all of those are goals that help you. And that's why I want people to listen to this podcast, because what you folks do, and I want to applaud you, Bright and Brian, for what you're doing. I want to applaud Truist for even having the vision to be able to say, you know what, we're going to create some programming, some content that will impact people globally. They can get it anywhere. So everybody tell your friends about this. Tell your friends about this podcast with Bright and Brian. It will change their lives. Well, thanks, Dr. Jolly. We're so lucky to have you. And Dr. Jolly, as you were talking, I was just thinking about, you know, the things that we want in life, they take attention, they take intention, and they take a lot of hard work, right? And as we move through that, you know, things come up, people have questions. 
So Dr. Jolly, I want everybody to stay tuned because next we are going to ask you about your FAQs. What do people ask you? We'll be right back. All right, Dr. Jolly. So we know you're not only a great motivational speaker and also an author, but we have heard that you can hold a tune, that you are quite the singer songwriter. So don't want to put you on the spot, but would you mind singing us a little jingle, maybe one of your favorites? Oh my goodness, yes. In fact, I'll give you a couple of my favorites. I've done jingles for pizza places, Pizza Hut, making it great for shoe stores, for dude shoe store. It's really hot for television stations. We work well together. News for and you, BET, Black Entertainment TV. And I sung one for a mall that's become very popular on the East Coast. It's happening. Iverson is happening. Iverson Mall. The happening place. So I say a lot of jingles you've heard and many more. <laughs> I love that. I love it, Dr. Jolly. My family and I joke every once in a while, Dr. Jolly, that if I could do like some, if I had a great voice and maybe even like a little falsetto where I could go up high <laughs> and I, I actually try to do that every once in a while around my kids. Yeah, it doesn't work. They just end up <laughs> laughing at me. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, Dr. Jolly. We are interested to know what are some of the questions you get from your listeners about money and how do you answer them? Yeah, there are a lot of questions on the SiriusXM show. I'm in my 15th year on SiriusXM. And as I said, I'm just overwhelmed, blessed, just still cannot believe I have the number one self-help show in the country now on SiriusXM, the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways show and podcast. You can hear it on Saturdays on uh, SiriusXM channel 141. Saturdays at four o'clock Eastern, and it, then it replays Tuesday and Thursday at six p.m. on channel one forty-one. But then, if you uh, don't have XM, you can get the podcast. And I get a number of questions now. Most people will email me the question, and folks, you can feel free to send me an email. Go to winwithwilly.com and send me a question if you like. But here are some of the questions we get over and over again. One is individual. And one is for couples. So the first is individual about money. How, how do you start a business so that you can make money and control your destiny? And I tell people I was blessed to be born in a house where I was encouraged to be two things, educated and entrepreneurial. My mom was a school teacher, so she was big on education. And I'm grateful I have gone from high school to college and then college to graduate school. And then I took a long break while I was building my company and then went back to get my doctorate in 2012. And I'm very grateful I got my doctorate degree and I earned it and I'm grateful for the work it had. But that was because of my mother's influence. She was big on education. My father was a journalist, a newspaper man. He was first one of the first African-American White House correspondents. And he was an entrepreneur. So I'd love to tell this story that 
my mom and dad, you know, we were growing up in a middle class household. My mom would get up in the morning and cook dinner. And then she'd go off to school and she'd leave around eight o'clock and we'd eat breakfast. And then my brother and I would, you know, look at TV or whatever we did until about quarter till nine when my father would come up from his office and he would say, OK, guys, let's let's get ready. And they're going around the corner to the school. So he would drive us. It was about three or four blocks to the school. Then we hear the other little children and their parents. They say the parents would say to them, OK, Sally, remember what you're supposed to do today. Yes, ma'am. You're supposed to go to school. Yes, ma'am. Get a good education. Yes, ma'am. So you can get a good job. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to do that. Great. And then you hear another parent say to their child, Billy, what are you going to do today? Well, I'm supposed to go to school. Yeah. And get a good education. Yeah. Uh-huh, so I can get a good job. Very good. That's what you're supposed to do. Then my dad would say to my brother and I, okay, guys, what are you supposed to do today? We're supposed to go to school. Yes. And we're supposed to get a great education. Yes. So we could create some good jobs. And it created a mindset that I can control my destiny and I can also determine my value in the marketplace. And so that is a big part of the question. What is the key? The key is your input, write this one down, folks, determines your output. Mm. Garbage in, garbage out. Good stuff in, good stuff out. You've got to make a decision if you're going to create wealth and create money and create revenues that you start to work on your thinking. And your thinking is determined by your input, input, input. And so you've got to read positive, uplifting and financial literacy books. You've got to grow your thinking on money as well as on entrepreneurism, because this is a great place to be in America where you can live your dream. I can attest, you do not have to be the brightest bulb in the pack to make a great living here in America. I can attest. See, I was the half of the class that made the top half of the high school class possible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what had not been for me, that would not have been a top half of the class. I was in the bottom half of the class all the time. So, but Someone's got to do it, right? Somebody's got to do it. But one day, I decided. Mm, that's the word I want y'all to get, decided. I was going to change. And I started working on my academic excellence. I started reading. I had not been a reader. I started working on my communication skills. I started working on myself. And folks, you can do this. You're talking to a guy who was not an honor roll student, but now who has written a number of best-selling books, who has been inducted into Speaker Hall of Fame, who has been named one of the top five speakers in the world by Toastmasters International, because I made a decision. I'm encouraging you to make a decision. That's one question. Other question is about relationships. As I told you, my wife and I have been married for going on they're over, well, we've been 40 years, not too long. We had 37. Haven't had an argument in 35 years. And we wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. That has become a very popular book. And we now have a Monday night television, online television program called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, the broadcast, where we answer relationship questions. And a lot of them deal with money because there are three things that break up marriages, sex, money, and communication. And so we talk about money and how money is important in marriage because you're not just a love relationship. You're a merger of two individual entities. You're merging two entities. And what happens if one's a spender and one's a saver? What happens if one's an investor and one spends every dollar? What do you do? How do you 
Align those. That's why you have to talk. Communication is critically important and have communication and get systems for your family, just like you have systems for your own personal success and wealth that you're going to have systems. You have a budget. So we talk about three money mindsets. You get one pot, two pot, three pot. Now, one pot, when you get married, typically people get married right out of high school, out of college, they got nothing. So they usually pool all these resources into one pot and one person will write the checks and, and, and then everything will come out of that one pot. But then if you're a little older, we found it's this age and stage. If you're a little older in life, maybe in your late twenties or early thirties that you've had maybe your first apartment or you're paying a car note or whatever, that you have a different mindset. So then you get the two pot and one person might take the, all the utilities. One person might take the mortgage, but that's kind of like roommates. We recommend if you're going to have success in money is you have the three pot. Now that's what my wife and I did. You're a little older. And so in the three pot, you got money that I was used to having my own checking account. She was used to having her own checking account, but then we created a third pot. Now, so we have her pot, my pot, and a third pot. And we both make a deposit into that pot and we have a budget. And every month we deal with the budget. What is it going to have to cost to keep this house running? Now, she doesn't have to Look at me if I want to buy an iPhone or some tech toy. And I don't have to look at her if she want to buy some shoes because she got her little stash. But here's what we're going to do. There are no hidden agendas, one, no hidden accounts. And each one of us is on the other one's account. My name is listed. We know what's going on, but I don't deal with what she's buying over there. And she don't deal with what I'm buying over here. But we put our dealing and focus on that third pot where we come together. It will save your marriage. It'll save your relationship. It'll stop the arguing. And so I highly recommend, that's one of the things we found to be very successful. If you communicate well, you have a better love life. You communicate well, you have a better financial life. My wife and I just a couple weeks ago celebrated 22 years. Woohoo! Go ahead, my man. I don't know if we're ever going to catch you. No, you're going to catch me. You're going to catch me. You, well, you, <laughs> one day you'll catch me, but it'll be a while. You got to keep working. Keep going. Well, we got lots of work to go, but I like this conversation about money and relationships. And it's interesting because I know our, in our last episode, we talked about values, the things that matter most to us. And when you were talking about these various pots, it got me thinking that when I work with couples... I actually have them list out their values or what they care most about independent of one another. So they do it separately and then they come together and they say, ah, okay, what are the things we have in common? And that's kind of like your third pot because most of our hard-earned money should go towards the things that we both value a lot. But there's going to be some things that I care about that my wife doesn't and then the other way around. But we need to make allowances for those things because she values that even though I don't and vice versa. But now it's more of a conversation around money rather than an argument. And we're talking about what we really care about most in life as opposed to just fighting over money. Because usually we're not fighting over these little green pieces of paper. We're fighting over what it represents, what we value and what we can purchase with it. So I think that's a, a great conversation. I applaud you. I applaud you. And that's great that you said that because many people don't realize that because you got married and because you are now one unit, that you still have different values of what you value. You know, you might value sports. Your wife might not be into sports. So, you know, it's important to you. I think that's so profound. And I want to applaud you on that. I appreciate that. I also liked when you talked about, you said a very quick sentence when you were just chatting a minute ago. And you said, you were speaking about entrepreneurialism. And you said, I can determine the value I bring to the marketplace. 
And I love that. Yes. Um, sometimes people get too caught up in their IQ. Look, IQ's important. Smart people make more money than dumb people. We get it. But it's not as important as people may think. And the research shows that it's not one of the most important things when it comes to managing money. But VQ, which stands for value quotient, how much value do you bring to the marketplace, does matter. How do we grow our VQ? And you outlined a nice map for that. I mean, you talked about the importance of education. Not just formal education, but even after you get that degree, which is important, what are you going to keep doing? What are you going to keep learning? What are you going to read next? I thought it was a great conversation today. Thank you so much, Dr. Jolly. We, we appreciate you. Well, it's a joy. Honor to be here and thank you. And I like that VQ. I love that because you do have to look at the problems you solve. If you don't solve problems, why do people need you? Okay, so you should be a problem solver for somebody. And the more problems you can solve, the more money you can make. I love that. Thanks, Dr. Jolly. And thanks for listening to this episode of Money and Mindset with Bright and Brian. Dr. Jolly, it was such a pleasure having you on Money and Mindset. And we're so glad you were here. Thank you so much. It was so fun. Oh, it's been a joy. It's been a privilege and a pleasure, a treat and a treasure and a joy beyond measure. Now, I want to encourage people again to subscribe to the Money and Mindset with Bright and Brian. And then go to truest.com and tell your friends to go there and look up where they can even get more resources. This is a great new concept that Truist is pushing out. And I'm so grateful for them and all of the folks at Truist who have made a commitment that financial literacy is important, that helping people to understand money is important. And I am so grateful. Can you remind our listeners where they can find you online? Go to wjwow.com, wjwow.com and get some free resources that we've got there for you, audios and videos and e-books. And then go to winwithwilly.com, winwithwilly.com all my sweeter sites and then follow me on all the social Willie Jolly on Twitter the real Willie Jolly on Instagram Willie Jolly on TikTok I got it all you got it I want it I want to be with you I want to help you I want to grow you I want you to win every day so it's a joy to be here with Bright and Brian on this podcast God bless you oh thanks Dr. Jolly So listeners, before we jump off, if you have a question or an episode idea, please send them our way at askbrightandbrian at truest.com. And Dr. Dolly mentioned our many other resources like old podcast episodes, articles, financial tools. You can find all of that at truest.com slash money and mindset. Yeah. And as Dr. Jolly mentioned, you know, if you like what we talked about today, if you enjoyed this discussion, please be sure to subscribe. That way, you know, when our next episode drops. We'll be back next month. See you then. This podcast is brought to you by Truist. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank.